Hey everyone, I'm Phil Smith, aka Phil the Filipino. And I'm your co-host, Mr. Eric Almighty. Happy New Year, everyone. On today's episode, we take a look back at 2020 with our friend Landon. What did we hit on? But more importantly, what did we miss? And then we spend the bulk of this episode talking about the things we were most excited for in the new year. From games to movies to shows and more. Here's our 2021 foresight and predictions. This is the Wait For It Podcast. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Wait For It Podcast and the first episode of 2021. If you're listening to this episode, congratulations. You made it through 2020. What a <laughs> absolutely insane, and that's honestly putting it lightly, year it was. But Eric, I'm excited to do a little bit of a look back, but more importantly, look forward. Yeah, what I like about this time of year is that we have no idea what the year has in store. So this can either be worse than the last year, please God, don't be. But, you know, it could be much, much better. And I'm thinking in the world of entertainment, we're going to be getting a lot of great things. And, and that's what we're here to talk about. Absolutely. And for this episode, much like we did last year with our buddy Gefilta, we brought in another friend of ours to help us look forward and look back. Landon, who has been a huge supporter of the show, honestly, Eric, since we started. So we this is honestly past due. So Landon, thank you so much for coming on. We hope you had a happy and safe new year. And yeah, how are you doing? Hey, thanks guys for having me on. I, I appreciate it. Uh, I'm doing pretty great, um, considering the year that we've had, uh, as you know, has been quite the monstrosity but uh i think i'm excited as anybody else is to get rid of what we've just been gone through go through what we have to go through this year and hopefully it's much better than the last oh yeah absolutely literally my daughter though yesterday i was hanging out with with elizabeth and she goes well it couldn't get any worse right i was like why would you say that <laughs> <laughs> so again yes hoping that it does not get any worse, and that's what we're here to talk about because we want to talk about all the things that we are excited for. But before we do that, Eric, kind of let them know how this episode is going to break down. Yeah, so if you missed the 2020 Foresight episode, you should definitely be checking that out because uh, I think it'll put a lot of things in context for what we're going to be starting to talk about at the beginning of this episode. We're going to talk about pretty much what we got right and what we got wrong in 2020, just looking in hindsight before we get that little bit of foresight into 2021, where we're going to talk about different TV shows, movies, games, and really just everything in general that we're looking forward to in 2021. That way next year we can do this again and see how much we got wrong again. Ah, uh, yes. Looking back at my failures is my favorite pastime. It's also mine. All right, guys. Well, you know what? Let's just get right into it here. And if you enjoyed this episode, make sure you stick around to the very, very end. And I will let you know where you can find all the rest of our content. But let's look back, guys, at the year 2020. Of course, you know, it's certainly uh, we, we definitely didn't see this coming. I don't know about y'all, but I heard rumblings of what coronavirus was or what COVID-19 specifically was like late in 2019 heading into the early year. But then, you know, of course, it just skyrocketed to where we are now you know of course everybody is at home you guys know the story and it really felt like it was just absolutely insane because it all kind of started with the australian uh wildfires right i think that was like the the one thing that was on everybody's news feed for a little bit and then of course the tragic passing of kobe bryant and then it all just kind of spiraled from there yeah i, I would agree with that i mean everything just kind of continued to landslide, right? I mean, there was one thing after another, and then when you thought it couldn't get worse, uh, it, it got worse. And, you know, we, we covered a lot of different things on What Did I Miss? And it was crazy just how much that changed once the pandemic happened. I mean, you know, we were lucky enough to still have a lot of content to talk about. You know, that was obviously the least important thing going on at the time to worry about. But, you know, there was definitely a time where we weren't sure how much news there would be. And man, there was more than enough for us to cover uh, on a daily basis. You know, Landon, how did 2020 kind of go for you from start to finish? What was what was your experience like? So going into the year, I definitely had a lot of high hopes. I too had kind of heard some small dealings about, you know, COVID and maybe what it is and how far away it was. It's like, oh, it's not here. It's not going to happen to us. Um, and then I got sick like really bad last December and they did the normal like, you know, strep and flu. 
nothing. But at that time, we didn't think of COVID, so they didn't even think to look for that. Looking back, after everything we've been through, the, through this whole year, all things considered, it's been pretty good. You know, we've all been through a lot. It's been a very hard year with us staying home. I've been very fortunate to be working remote, which is something I'm very happy about. It's something that I hadn't been able to do before. And seeing that, getting the opportunity really kind of showcases how far we've come just in general in 2020 to be able to just even do that. So I think that's been pretty cool. You know, I think that's pretty crazy just to think about where we were a year ago and thinking of the fact that working from home was like a privilege for certain jobs and certain, you know, career paths. And now to think about the everyday jobs that need to be remote, you know, it's 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 definitely 2020 was a year that changed a lot for a lot of people. Um, a lot of people were negatively affected. But man, if there was one positive thing that came out of it was the forced advancement you know, for the, the working person. And funny and, how know, that happened so fast, right? Yeah. <laughs> Weird. It's almost like we had all the resources to do it, but you know, that's, we got to be grateful. I'm grateful. And, you know, I definitely share that sentiment as well. Absolutely. I, I think that had we not had something as unfortunate as a situation happen, I don't think we would have seen this for quite some time to where we really were thrust into understanding and dealing with technologies here it's not new and we utilize it every day in many ways, much more than we think. So having this opportunity to be able to just get things kind of setting a new precedent for how we work is really, really nice. Right. And uh, again, just like Eric had mentioned, you know, the, working from home, it just seemed like this kind of like pipe dream. And I remember when in March at the job that I was working in at the time, hearing rumblings again about the places and states starting to shut down. And I remember telling people, I was like, guys, it's it's coming. We're going to we're going to be home soon. And, you know, I think at that time we all thought, oh, well, it's probably going to be just for a couple of weeks and we'll be back. You know, <laughs> we'll be back in the office soon. And then again, lo and behold, here we are. And just like, you know, the three of us uh, again here on this episode, we're very, very fortunate to be able to to do our jobs from home. Um, but there are, of course, still people, you know, we, we all have friends in the service industry who we're constantly thinking about. And, you know, those people still need help and, and hopefully they get that very, very soon. Um, so, you know, that is a good part that came out of it. I mean, one thing, of course, that I, I really want to talk about as far as 2020, and you guys know this is, is my struggles towards the end of the year, is getting one of these damn systems <laughs> was an absolute <laughs> nightmare. <laughs> I, and, and normally, and Eric, you know that I am just a technology whore and I get anything brand new. I just get it on day one, even though I should wait. I fully acknowledge my flaws and I know that I should just wait. But I'm like, I need it now. <laughs> and, and I tortured myself for weeks trying to get a PlayStation 5. I did finally get one for those of you who are not up to date. I did finally secure one. But I know there are still people out there start trying to get the next gen consoles, both the PS5 and the Xbox Series X. Yeah, and it's really a self-inflicted wound. And then you wanted everybody to Tony! feel <laughs> then you wanted everyone to feel bad about it. Uh, and, and we just looked at you in pity. And I still do, because now I feel that you've just you, you've just succumbed to all of your weaknesses. And you finally got one. Woohoo. I got a new TV yesterday, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> of, course, <laughs> of course you did. Hearing every single day his not even just I wouldn't even classify them as a battle, but the full out war he had with himself and the Internet trying to get a PS5. And then on the day that it gets to him, the oh yeah roller coaster of emotions that he had within a 10 minute period, <laughs> I think could had a full be on panic attack, fully created, written, drafted and presented to Broadway as a standalone play. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I think that really it's a it's a, a shit show. And it was one that I was excited to watch for, for quite some time. In fact, when he got one, I was just praying that something would happen like it did the first time when you thought you secured one and it just completely fell by the okay, wayside. Cool. Although, to be fair, with Kohl's, I did get the, uh, with the Kohl's cash that I got to keep. Oh, oh the Kohl's cash. With that purchase, I got like $200 in Kohl's cash. I did oh get to buy... God. Beats headphones that I'm right now <laughs> wearing and a pair of shoes. So, you know what? It, it kind of worked out, but of course, it's not a PlayStation. But you know what? It, all in all, I, I, I still made out with Kohl's bucks that I never would have gotten previously. <laughs> oh, so they let you keep them? 
They let everybody keep the Kohl's cash. Yeah, and I wow. went online and, and I used them immediately because I was like, all right, well, I'm going to get some free fucking shit if you're not going to give me my my PlayStation. You know, you know, I really think that you are just the gold standard of everything happens for a reason, Phil. <laughs> I think Kohl's cash is honestly a good representation of 2020 because it's like kind of useless, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> but except for in one specific part place. Yeah. Well, there, there were, I think, a couple bright spots, but there were a lot of things that just didn't go the way that they should have. And I think the one thing that we probably all are in unison and have to talk about is the monstrosity of a mess that was Cyberpunk. Wonder 20- Woman 84. Oh. Oh, that one. Uh, well, well, <laughs> well, we'll get there. You know, if you didn't know, this is a great opportunity. This is a great opportunity to let you know that we do have a YouTube channel with one video on there. We did it. We finally Six went subscribers. Hey, but that video has Two like of them are us. That video has like 40 <laughs> views and it we does. we are going to be famous soon. But if you want to check our full thoughts, a spoiler the free thoughts on that, you can definitely check it out. They were not pleasant. So I'm sure we'll bring it up on this episode. But for Cyberpunk, I think that was the biggest shock because we thought that was absolutely going to save the year and it did not. Yeah, guys, and we're going to play this clip here from our episode of 2024 site with our buddy Gefiltha, who is another Jacksonville podcaster who we need to link up with again, Eric. We need to uh, see how he's doing. I know he's still doing the streaming thing. So let's hear this clip. And Landon, I don't know if you you heard this episode, but listen to how optimistic we were about Cyberpunk 2077. And here and one more game. Oh my goodness. <laughs> because I can't believe we haven't mentioned it yet. And that is Cyberpunk 2077. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I can't believe we haven't even gotten that yet. That game, uh, man, it's, the hype around it, I think, you know, I think is going to be very, very real. I'm excited to see the, te- uh, the Tesla car in it. They've been talking about putting the Tesla truck in it. Uh, I mean, I, that this would game. Be awesome. Yeah, I, I think this game is going to be because honestly there, there were some really there were some solid releases that came out that came out this year uh but i think overall unless you had a switch uh, i think overall it was a little bit of a down year on, on on both ends in terms of releases because i think they're starting to focus on on next year's uh next year's consoles which i'm kind of surprised that playstation i'm glad they're not doing it and i hope i don't give them any ideas but i'm surprised that sony doesn't just push the last push the last of us two to the ps5 same thing with avengers like just wait and re- and release it on the new systems but i'm glad they're not doing that but cyberpunk 2077 i think is going to be just a massive hit and i think it's going to uh, um just really yeah, that's the game that everyone's going to be playing everyone's going to be streaming everyone's going to be talking about and i don't know really what's going on uh but, but i'm super excited to play it well yeah there's no game like it out right now there's no game out there that's probably going to smack it out the water and then you have the team that created one of the strongest more successful franchises the witcher that took those fine books and turned it into an amazing world that that captivated and captured many people especially myself the witcher was just phenomenal i'm over here got the little wolf pendant thing now because i just needed to because it was just so awesome but and to have cd project red come back and put but this is how game developers need to be, which is why Eric mentioned earlier, like he, he kind of waits it out before he make, makes that purchase. Yeah, it's 60 bucks now for a game, but I'm the same way. I wait a good month or two now and I let the people play it because I don't I hate buying games nowadays and just having a half ass product or a yep. or half delivered product. And but CD Projekt Red, they're taking years to develop this game. So, you right. know, it's just going to boom, come with so much content. And this one is a pre-order that that one's like you have to get it oh oh no oh oh god oh god <laughs> you know My heart. oh no the more that hit went on i was like oh oh god <laughs> wow i really like, i really talking. Please. I really feel bad uh, for 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 Gefilte there. I feel like we set him up because <laughs> I was like, "Oh, he's making a lot of good points." Yes, yeah, stick with that. Stick with the weighted out. And then I was like, "Oh, oh no, oh no." And then the specific part too that really got me was like, you know, CD Projekt Red is taking years to work. <laughs> I was like, "I was oh, like, oh no, baby, no. what are you doing?" So yeah, you know, uh, Landon, Eric and I have talked about it here in the last couple weeks or in our last week's episode of What Did I Miss, you know, in terms of cyberpunk. What do you think, just in your opinion, and then we're going to move on to 2021 here shortly, but what what the hell went wrong? What, what Who is to blame? You know, is it a little bit of everyone? Is it more so the people at the top, at the bottom? What, what the hell happened here? 
So as somebody who I was generally excited just from like a sidebar perspective of the game, I'm not generally one to immediately pre-order something, especially when it's a full $60. So I wanted to wait it out regardless, but obviously still support it. I think with generally the how we've been used to getting games where the development takes years and this is big buildup and everybody expects it to be done. And sometimes there's bugs and yeah, cool crunch and all that other stuff. It's a mixture of everybody. Um, I think ultimately it kind of does reflect uh, of the people on the top. Managers tend to make those decisions. They tend to set deadlines and realistically know the expectations of what's going to be presented as the final product. And I mean, as, as everybody's seen online, it's it's been all over the place of who's really at fault. So it's we, we've seen comparisons to the Sonic movie where, I mean, essentially the fan base bullied them into redoing the movie. And people made the comparison of, well, they did that for this game because there was issues and they sped it up and they wanted it now. But it also was, a, I feel, kind of a culmination of the fact that they knew they were making it for old consoles and then chose to kind of really not showcase that. So people who were still on the PS4, the Xbox One, they were expecting this grand game on, you know, a Skyrim-esque level of complexity and more. They wanted depth. They wanted graphics. They wanted you know, Keanu Reeves, <laughs> they, they wanted everything. They wanted to be told they were breathtaking. And what they got was a PS2 graphics that ran on a Commodore 64. It was awful. <laughs> and I, I really think that with that being said, with how disastrous it was, the industry as a whole really learned something. Because we've been seeing for years that crunch has been slowly coming more to an end because people are realizing that work-life balance is a thing. And, you know, people have lives but also a vast majority of gamers are really okay with waiting for a game even if it, in this case it takes eight years to make it as long as it's good people will love it but when you get handed something like this and there tends to be a lot of problems it can really shoot you in the foot pretty quickly and Eric, let me ask you this question, and Landon, I want your opinion as well. I was listening to our friends over at Level Playing Field. For those of you who don't know, Andrew, the host of that show, um, and his friends, uh, we're talking about an episode, uh, we're talking about Cyberpunk recently, and I think it was Andrew that made the point that we, I, they think this is just the beginning. They think other pro, uh, like projects are going to see something like this. Maybe not too as grand of a scale of Cyberpunk, because of course this was announced back in, what, 2012, something along those lines. Uh, maybe even farther back, but they think that maybe because of the pressure that Landon is alluding to and the public ridicule that I think a lot of game developers and studios are afraid of, they think that maybe this is something that's going to happen to more AAA titles down the line. Eric, what do you think? Do you think maybe that's a possibility because of public pressure, just like Landon was talking about with Sonic and then now this? Well, yeah, I think that 2020 has shown that a lot of people aren't just going to sit there and, and take it anymore. There's going to be an outcry. I mean, we're not seeing the results, but we talked about on the fall of Madden, our game room where it happens episode, which, you know, in itself is a whole nother thing we could talk about for 2020. The amount of different content that we came up with, with all the, the extra time we had. But that episode was specifically made just to talk about Madden and the just complete outcry that people had. And you know, they're still making money off of it. I think that's the biggest thing that's going to make the decision is, is it going to affect people's pockets that make these decisions? You know, as far as putting out a game that shouldn't be released. I mean, this game, they sent it out specifically to not let people review it on consoles. That tells you everything you need to know. And Landon, what do you think? Do you, do you think this is going to be something that becomes a little bit more commonplace, unfortunately, with some of these AAA titles? I, I definitely think that we're going to be seeing a lot more of it in, in terms of pushback because we've already had seen some pushback in terms of people with microtransactions and that in some cases it really doesn't matter. People are fine with them like in terms of cosmetics or things that don't really adhere to the core functionality and play of the game against other people. We're also kind of starting to see it push more towards the fact of, well, I'm spending $60 on something and I want it to work. I want it to be great. Updates are fine, DLC is fine, but when you ship a title or you buy anything for $60, you expect it to be done. And I think we're starting to see more and more people who are going to start going after that with AAA titles, especially if it gets starts getting to that point where a, a lot of common points that I've seen people go to is, oh, it's not a Bethesda game. Uh, you have no idea. Bethesda games are full of bugs. I mean, realistically, yes, bugs happen, and that's not going to ever really fully go away. Sometimes things just happen, and that's what those patches are for, and that's why those teams are designed that way. But there's a difference between having bugs on launch day 
and having almost nothing in a game. So I think it's going to really set a precedent for people to actually start seeing what do people want? Are they going to buy it? And are they satisfied? Because they want games to be long. They, they, the companies want people to be able to spend money on them consistently over a long period of time. It's really wild to kind of look at the the gaming landscape in 2020 and you had the just absolute, you know, outburst of people who hated The Last of Us Part 2 so much that they went as far as to leaking spoilers of the game and then just really hating the game and uh, you know a lot of really toxic stuff came out of that and then a whole different reason as far as Cyberpunk 2077 the two most high profile games that came out in 2021 of course between those two and then I really like how there were just games such as Ghost of Tsushima which is incredible and Spider-Man Miles Morales that kind of saved the year but the negatives of The Last of Us and Cyberpunk just kind of overshadowed them which I think is unfortunate but that you know there were a lot of really good titles in in 2020 and, you know, still, of course, a whole lot of stuff to look forward to in 2021, which we're going to get to here in just a moment. But before we move into the foresight, guys, is there anything else you wanted to, to cover? Because I feel like we definitely have a lot to look forward to in 2021. Uh, I think w with these new consoles kind of dropping in the past month or two, I, I think one thing that we're going to start seeing that I'm both I had seen kind of coming for a while when we started pushing into new technology and in part, we can, when we go into the foresight, I, it's going to be something that I'm looking forward to. In terms of graphics for these new consoles, I, I, what I'm afraid is going to happen is that a lot of games and movies and things like that are really going to focus more so on how true to life or how high quality, high detail can we make it with as little effort put in elsewhere as possible. And when we saw the consoles being marketed, I, I was kind of concerned about that because I mean as we saw they really put emphasis on you know how many teraflops it could process or that it was RTX uh, lighting and all this other stuff but it wasn't really anything else in terms of people marketing their games because that's all the points that they hit on mm -hmm. where in the past we've seen you know oh there's going to be an expansive open world there's going to be over 50 hours of gameplay how many customizations you can have but they really kind of hit and in some games it doesn't matter like Minecraft it's blocks at the end of the day it's blocks so that yeah, you're going to have more so emphasis on how well it looks and how pretty it is and how well it runs because there's not really a whole lot there aside from small story gaps, essentially. It's a sandbox, you, you build what you want type thing. But in terms of something we'll use as like The Witcher, you want that to be a fully enveloped story. You don't really care how pretty it looks. It's an added bonus, but I'm, I'm concerned that we're going to start seeing a lot more titles being marketed on how it looks rather than how it performs. Yeah, I could completely see that, but I also think that We've kind of, and I don't want to say the word evolved because these these two examples are not a good example for that word, but I feel like we've allowed ourselves to enjoy different things. So like two of the biggest games that came out this year, you know, for how good Spider-Man was, was for a short period of time, Fall Guys was all people could play and talk about. All and then, true. And then Among true. Us. Among Us was probably, is the biggest game that came out in 2020, which is crazy when you think about it especially when me and phil have played similar games uh you know the jackbox games very very similar and among us just took over the world so i think that the consumer is not going to put up with that as much i definitely agree with you i think there are going to be attempts to make a game stand out for the way it looks rather than how it plays but i think those games are going to suffer if they go that route absolutely yeah and among us came out in 2018 originally i believe and so. yeah, and it still looks the same, right? They haven't made any graphical upgrades to the game. It's just a fun concept and one that I'm surprised didn't catch on sooner. And I would just love to be, I would have loved to be in that like room with the, you know, the developers or whatever they're, they're resting on their laurels. Like, okay, it was, a, it was, you people played this. And then like sometime in 2020, they just started seeing huge spikes in streaming numbers and being like, what the hell's happening? And then now the game has completely new life. They're about to introduce a new map this month, uh, which I can't wait to stab both of you in. And then, you know, look, look where we are now. So, uh, but yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely get that, you know, style over substance is something that, you know, hopefully too, not too many game developers go to. But with that being said, guys, let's, let's go ahead and, and look forward because there's so much to, to anticipate for 2021. And we're going to start with TV and movies and, and Landon, because you are our guest, I want to let you go first. What are, you know, even if you want to list off a few, what are some things in the entertainment world from TV and, and movies that you're looking forward to? 
Sure. Um, so there are a couple things that I'm actually really excited for. Uh, the Halo uh, film series or TV series that they've been doing probably for at this point, I would think as well, like six years where they've been teasing it and teasing it was the live action. Um, supposedly in 2021, they're going to be putting that on Showtime. And I am absolutely excited for that. I've been that's been something that I've wanted to see in a live action format for a long time. We got a taste of that with Forward Unto Dawn. And I, I think it was done phenomenally then. And I have the same expectations for that this year. Also seeing that there's uh, a Cowboy Bebop live action supposedly being set for Netflix um, this year. So I, I think seeing some old, nice, solid series being revitalized in a good, positive way. Hopefully we're not going to go in the same direction we did with Death Note, but we're not going to talk about that. I would like to see both of those do very, very well. Did you ever watch the Death Note movie, Eric? I, I did, and um, I can't unsee it. So yeah. uh, let's yeah. just say, let's just say, I wouldn't put any uh, Netflix live actions on your uh, on, on your excited <laughs> list. And if that's your only baseline, I cannot say I blame you at all. But I will say, I, I haven't seen it. But I, from what I've heard, the Bleach live action was actually done fairly well. Yeah, I could definitely see that. You know, when we're talking about anime too, anime is going to be having a pretty big start just to 2021. I mean, I could look way in the future, but just now Jujutsu Kaisen is currently going into its second half of its first season. And it's honestly my favorite anime that I've watched in the past year, maybe maybe even the past couple years. Then you got Attack on Titan season four that's ongoing, The Promised Neverland season two, and Dr. Stone Stone Wars, which will be its second season. A lot of really good stuff that's coming out there. So, you know, the live action anime, it looks like Netflix is going in that direction. But just in the anime realm, you know, itself, now that Crunchyroll and Funimation have kind of partnered together, I'm curious to see if there's going to be any movement there in 2021, because I'm obviously paying for two subscriptions and I hate it. No, I hope they make you continue to pay for both. That just Maybe seems very unnecessary. Because... Yeah, that just seems unnecessary. But, you know. I'm, I'm really excited for what, what we have, you know, just in anime in general. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff that I think is coming up, you know, like last year, Phil, I think what this pandemic and everything has really given us is opportunities to find new shows and new movies that we might not have ever watched. I mean, think about it. We watched Parasite and Uncut Gems last year. I feel like we never would have watched sure. that yeah. without... And, Paras and Parasite is one of my favorite films now ever. It's so good. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. An amazing, an amazing movie. So there's a lot of great things that we could probably dive into here. Uh, what are some other things that either of you have as far as, uh, you know, things that you're excited for for this year in the, uh, you know, movie and TV show realm? To stay in the realm of the animated side, for me, and it's coming out this month, actually, it's Jurassic World Camp Cretaceous Season 2, which Eric and I uh, reviewed here a couple of months ago and uh, fully expect us to uh, review that here this month as well once it comes out. Um, but very, very excited for season two. Season one completely blew me away. And, you know, just as a, a huge fan, of course, of the Jurassic Park franchise, I just love that there is now new stuff that's in canon that's not necessarily just the film. So Star Wars, of course, has gotten that treatment forever to varying levels of success. But now we have a animated series that has been received very, very well by the fan base. And I'm excited to see them expand upon it. Yeah, and I think that, you know, looking even further down, you know, you're mentioning Star Wars. There's obviously going to be a lot of Star Wars series that are coming out. Uh, if you didn't hear about all that, you could check out our What Did I Miss episode that we moved to a monthly format. So December 2020, that episode actually just released this past week. And we talked about a lot of different shows, but one of the shows that's going to be coming out is The Book of Boba Fett and potentially The Mandalorian Season 3. But that hasn't been announced quite yet. So I'm curious, Phil, like, is there any other shows like Disney Plus wise that might be coming up here uh, shortly that you're looking forward to? Because, you know, I'm obviously looking all the way over to December now. Yeah, of course. And, and uh, you know, I tried to not list too many Disney Plus and the Star Wars shows on here because, of course, we did cover that very heavily last week. But the one that I'm very, very excited about, of course, again, animated is the What If series which is great. Uh, we talked about it last week as well. Chadwick Boseman did do some voice acting for that uh, for that series, so that'll be really, really great. But all, the one that I'm looking most forward to is Loki. I mean, I just love Tom Hiddleston's work in that role. It's going to be, of course, in you know some kind of... It's got to have to be some kind of alternate timeline, of course, and, and I'm excited for that for sure. I think as far as the live-action Marvel shows, that's the one I'm most looking forward to. I agree. I think seeing... I mean, not to touch too heavily into Disney+, Plus, but... 
the fact that at the beginning when they had first done that service, there wasn't really a whole lot except for like old backlog stuff. I'm really Can't happy to you. see. <laughs> I'm I'm really happy to see that they're moving forward with a lot of projects at once to like really kind of bridge that gap of okay, people are paying a subscription every month. I'm super excited to see all the Star Wars stuff. I'm super excited to see that they're really pushing for a lot of Marvel stuff. So I'm just I'm really hoping that it stays on par with the quality that they've had for their big box office stuff. So I, I agree. I, I think the, the Loki show is probably gonna be one of my favorites. What happens when they have inevitably release something bad, right? Like what's their what is their <laughs> iron fist of the of the Marvel shows? What do you think it's gonna be? Which one do you think is most likely to be like, oh, this isn't very good? How dare you? I, I have a feeling it's probably gonna be either because I doesn't uh, Scarlett Johansson uh, isn't there like a Black Widow series on top of like WandaVision? I don't think so. Or is it just now, the movie? The movie, okay. Yeah, the movie does come out, and I don't have high hopes for the movie. So yeah, and it's like I don't think that you know she's bad or the story's bad or anything. It's just I don't really know if there's gonna be. Why enough. did we get that movie in twenty? Was well, supposed to be twenty twenty now twenty twenty one. Why is that movie coming yeah. out? Yeah, it, it, it. I feel like it's just really kind of late. But I, I think the one that's and I, I hope I'm wrong, but I think WandaVision is probably not gonna do as well as people think it's gonna do. <gasps> I know. I know. <laughs> And it, it's solely from we've seen so little of what's actually going to be in it. And that could go either way. It could be really great. It could be really bad. I, so, yeah, I think it probably also would be difficult to show off what's going on in that show and also preserve the spoilers. Right. You know, probably that I think that has a lot to do with it. And of course, it has, you know, serious ramifications and tie ins to the next Doctor Strange film as well. So that they're probably keeping it under wraps, which is fair. And I mean, I, I admittedly, they do a very good job of walking that fine line. But, I mean, they do have flops sometimes, and is it going to be another Iron Fist? I really hope not. Yeah, I think with these established characters, I don't know that it'll ever get to the bad level of Iron Fist, but, I mean, there definitely could be some letdowns. You know, I'm excited for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but, you know, I don't know how that's going to go either. All these shows have a little bit of mystery around them, and it's been quite some time since we've been a little unsure about the MCU. And I think that's just normal, given what happened with Endgame and... We're moving into new territory here, so we're hoping they could continue the momentum, but I'm definitely, you know, a little a little anxious for sure. Cautiously optimistic. Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, outside of Disney and, you know, the powers that be <laughs> over there, a couple of shows that I'm very much looking forward to, and, and Eric, I think you'll share this as well, is Atlanta season three. We don't know when it's happening, but we do know that it is coming in 2021. Donald Glover, for some reason, just one day last year started to tweet and everybody freaked out. And he was talking about how season three and possibly season four are coming out this year. And they oh, wow. have apparently they have been filming them. And I cannot wait. Atlanta, as you know, Eric, this, that's, a, that's a great example. That's one of the shows you got to watch during the pandemic. Exactly. And I mean, you already know I'm coming off the high of, of this past year. We've got the Hamilton film. We didn't even mention that in the in the uh, oh hindsight. My God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> OK, well, so the wait for the wait for it podcast forgot to mention that we got Hamilton. 2020. I would like to mention that What's one that? one half of the wait for it podcast forgot the oh, yeah. Wait a minute podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We have to change. We have to completely change everything now. Well, you know, 2021 may have a couple changes on the way with, you know, some 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 looks and some sounds of the Wait For It podcast. Ooh, so that's good. That, that is what we call in the business a tease. Uh, <laughs> foreshadowing. But yeah, Atlanta season three, I'm very excited about. And then I'm pretty sure people, specifically Eric, actually, are probably tired of me talking about this. But Ted Lasso season two comes out in 2021. <laughs> And Ted Lasso is my new favorite show. I've watched through its 10 episodes on Apple TV. I have watched through uh, Ted Lasso season one three times. That is how obsessed I am wow. with it. It is so good. It's so funny. It has the right amount of charm and wit. And Jason Sudeikis is an amazing leading man. And I, I absolutely cannot wait for that show. So Ted Lasso season two is on the absolute very top of my list. And, you know, as we start to kind of segue into some of the final things that we're looking forward to, you know, in like gaming and, and just in general, I think one thing that I would be, you know, remiss to not mention at all is going to be the Snyder Cut. So how do we oh, feel? Yeah. What, what are those thoughts? And, you know, me and Phil have talked about it. So Landon, maybe if you have any thoughts, any any care in the world about <laughs> what's going to happen with the Snyder Cut, you know, what are, what are you feeling there? Well, I... 
I have really bad taste in my mouth with a lot of like Justice League type stuff. So, I mean, I'm assuming that's what you're talking about. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, we we just saw Wonder Woman 1984, and we're not going to get into it, but we did a, a whole thing on YouTube as we mentioned earlier, and uh, it was mainly negative. Uh, yeah. Mainly negative on my end. And it's like I, I hate to make it as a comparison to games but like i feel like that's the movie interpretation of look how pretty it looks with nothing else and they have such great potential they have amazing actors in these and just unfortunately every single time i'm i'm let down so i i don't know i don't know if i'm excited or just gonna ignore it when we have to invest four hours into a movie we may not even like just because there's another version of it like right I, the thing is though we're gonna watch it that's the whole thing that's the whole thing and they're gonna and be releasing it in like a in a mini series format so we're not even going to be able to just do it all probably in one shot um you know it's going to be cut up and you know i just think that there are so many people that fight for the justice league and batman versus superman that just continue to tell people that it's good so i mean it's only going to gain more traction because even if it's worse, there's still going to be Justice League fans. Right. So at the very least, oh my we're god, get could you imagine fun. if it's worse? <laughs> I'm I'm just saying that we 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 are we are saying that the director of Batman versus Superman has his own cut of the Justice League. There's a lot of things wrong that should go go wrong with this scenario, but people are excited for it. I'm glad that they're excited for it. I, on, on, on the on the one hand, am scared, uh, you know, to say the least. Yeah, and uh, again, it, we'll have to invest in HBO Max, which honestly at this point has enough content, I think, to warrant that subscription. But still, that's a whole other thing to add on. People, of course, are panicking because The Office has now left the Netflix. They have to pay yeah. for Peacock. <laughs> you know, streaming is just taking over the world. That's an, that's one thing we can just kind of mention in general is streaming just having a, a huge effect on the world. I mean, we basically are just paying for a standard cable bill, cable bill now, whether or not we like it. Um, I'm just going to throw a couple of these out here as far as films that I'm looking forward to before we move into gaming. Fast 9, which is my, is my guilty pleasure. We got to see Han. I don't care. Exactly. I don't care how campy and corny those movies are. I love them. And I unapologetically enjoy those films. Uh, in the Heights. That See, I was going to get to the Hamilton thing, Eric. In, in the Heights, <laughs> of course. Which is, of course, there's Lin-Manuel Miranda's first foray on Broadway. Uh, we're getting the live action version of that. Directed by the director who did uh, Crazy Rich Asians. So very excited. And a couple more of the Uncharted movie, Eric. I know you're excited for the Uncharted movie. We've been talking about it for years. Tom Holland as Nathan Drake. We'll see how that goes. And then because of how much we disliked the second film in this series. And Eric, I think you know where I'm going with this. Godzilla versus Kong. I, I want to see it because oh. I hope that it's better than uh, King of the Monsters, which you and I both did not enjoy. And uh, like, it's, it's it's a freaking giant dinosaur against a giant gorilla. Like, just give us a good action movie. And I don't give a shit about the human characters. I don't care that the girl from Stranger Things is in it. Just give me a monkey and a, a lizard fighting each other. It's I mean, not pictures that hard. Of dinosaurs, damn give it. Me, give me pictures of Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it, it's, it's, you know, pretty simple in my mind that that's what they should do but again um that's not what we've been getting you gotta even think about the first godzilla they made that mistake um you know i enjoyed the kong movie <laughs> we got quicksilver and quicksilver and scarlet witch featuring yeah. godzilla with, with 10 minutes of walter white yeah. i'm aware so. <laughs> yes if they had if, if they had put crystal meth in the first godzilla somehow it would have been a better movie. I think we're just still <laughs> reeling from that. Do you know how many times we bring up how little Brian Cranston was in the I first know. movie? Do you remember how we really, hyped I was? We were really hurt by that, honestly, because in, he was so heavily featured in all of the advertisements. And we were like, oh, cool. Brian Cranston, Godzilla? That's awesome. Who the hell is Aaron Taylor Johnson? <laughs> so basically, Jared Leto with the, with the Joker. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, pretty I mean, yeah. And then we gotta much. deal with that in the Snyder Cut. So let's not even um Oh yeah. yeah. He's gonna be in the we're, Snyder we're gonna, Cut. We're, I feel I feel so bad for him, but at the same time, I think they did the world a service. And they're the real heroes here. 
And you know what? In hindsight, we got Joker too. And just no no mention of of Joker <laughs> either. Right. One of right. our favorite movies. Wait, of that the was year. last year? Wasn't it? I think I thought that was 2019. I don't think so. Maybe I, you know what? Maybe I just forgot about 2020 in general already. I'm just hopefully putting that in in the past. But well, you know, the, the, the very last thing I want to bring up, and it does pertain to a movie. Eric, I don't know if you know this, but Tom Cruise is going to film a movie in space aboard the International Space Station. And Eric, I don't know if you know this. This is actually a surprise to you. I actually got in touch with Tom and asked him what he's been up to lately. I'm on the phone with every studio Shit. at night. Insurance companies. Producers. And they're looking at us and using us to make their movies. Oh, okay. Well, he wasn't... He wasn't super happy to talk, to talk to me. It started with, hey, Phil, how's it going? Wait a minute, why are you here? Get out of my dressing room. So, no, but this is actually a true story for those of you guys do not, that do not know. Tom Cruise will be filming a movie aboard Elon Musk's SpaceX uh, for an untitled project. And I think that is just the most Tom Cruise thing that could ever happen, to be honest Absolutely. with you. Is it a Mission Impossible movie? I'm on the phone with every studio at night. <laughs> That's great, Tom, but that doesn't answer my question. I should have just added clips of Tom Cruise to interject like throughout the entire episode, no matter what the topic was, because I'm sure there was something in that rant for everything. Oh, absolutely. Well, you know what? Tom, Tom Cruise might be upset about whatever the hell is going on in that clip. But it's probably because he doesn't have Instacart. Today's affiliate. I freaking hate you so much. You know, Eric, with everything going on right now, the way people shop for their daily needs has drastically changed, which is why we want to tell you guys about Instacart. Eric and I have both taken advantage of Instacart during lockdown, and we've been so happy with how easy it is to use. As a matter of fact, I don't think I'll ever shop for my own groceries ever again. And why would you when you can get the products you love from your local stores, even shop among your favorites on a single order? Instacart delivers to your door as quickly as one hour. They highlight deals to help you save money. They pick the freshest produce and they keep your eggs safe too. Instacart makes it easy for their shoppers to handpick what you want based on your preferences. You can find everything you usually buy as well as getting smart suggestions for new items. So what are you waiting for? Follow the link in the show notes. It lets Instacart know that we sent you. It gets you free delivery on your first order over $35. And of course, it helps support our show. All right, guys. Well, let's get into the, the gaming side of things here as far as what we are looking forward to. And Eric, I want you to go first. Uh, is there anything in terms of the world of, of gaming? I assume that, you know, once you're able to just kind of stroll into a Best Buy or a Target to go pick up a next gen console, you're going to do so. So what's going to make you really want to kind of speed up that purchase process? Ah, uh, yes. Ask the guy that doesn't have a PS5. You're really something else. You know that? <laughs> I'm really I'm sorry, don't I can't, I can't that. hear you over my adaptive triggers. <laughs> oh, I'm terribly sorry. <laughs> Which actually makes it a lot more Very... difficult to play Fortnite, a game I am already shit at. <laughs> and a game that you continuously still play with us, uh, you know, as well. So that should be mentioned that you upgraded your PlayStation. That, just those to grass play particles look great. Prime, just mwah. <laughs> Chef's kiss. <laughs> That's crazy. You got, you got a new TV, new PlayStation, and new glasses, and you still can't see where the enemies are. It's crazy. <laughs> really. Oh, Wasn't expecting that many soundboard options oh, today. Listen, I had a lot of free time to prepare for this, so there's still some shit I haven't used yet. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, God. You know, so there there are a lot of games that I guess I, I was excited for. The, the one that I was initially excited for, I'm pretty sure for 2020, and then it got pushed back, was uh, Far Cry 6. Um, the more I looked at that game and the more I saw about it, um, you know, I just, I, I don't know. That's the game I'm, I'm really excited to play. Um, I'm pretty sure that's not an exclusive, but, you know, it, it is something that, that I'm excited for. Ratchet & Clank uh, Rift Apart. That's one that on the PlayStation I'm excited to be able to play. It's a series that I've always loved. And I just, I'm really just playing it because I really want them to make a Sly Cooper game. So I'm hoping by supporting that franchise, they give me what I want. Give me what I want. So that's, um, those are two that I'm excited about. I don't want to take them all. So Landon, do you have anything else that you're looking forward to on the gaming side? I do. I got a couple things actually. So 
uh halo infinite i'm a huge halo fan um grew up with the series it's been fantastic except for two that we won't talk about um but halo infinite i i'm really excited because when they first had that initial teaser i, I don't remember if it was at e3 or a different conference but um where they had just kind of that small pan upwards and everybody's like oh it's really pretty it's really big i wasn't really impressed at the time with the graphics and i was concerned it was going to follow halo 5's footsteps and I believe it was like a month or two ago, they had released some still images. It is beautiful. I am so excited for that. I I want it to be everything Halo has not been in more. So I'm really excited for that to see what they do with it. If it's going to be like a continuation or re I, I don't know because I haven't seen a whole lot, but I'm hoping that it's something new. It's something fresh. It's continuing what we've seen for a long time. And then... I've been really this this past year. I had built my first computer, so I started getting into PC gaming. Uh, as some would may say, the uh, the master race, but I like to say, uh, yeah, probably. Um, yeah. <laughs> have I told and, you I have a PS Five? Have I mentioned that? <laughs> have I mentioned that I have a PS Five? <laughs> uh, hi, everybody. Yes, I'd like <laughs> you to all know I have a PlayStation Five. Uh, I can't speak into the Walmart microphone. Sorry, sorry. Sir, please. Don't wait. <laughs> um, but. I I got really into Rainbow Six Siege, and I know it's a super old game. I think it's what, like five years old at this point. But man, they have been like, it hasn't been the best rollout for some of the content they have, but it, they have been crushing it and stuff of adding, you know, operators and reworking things and making sure the game is up and running. And for their projection of wanting to support the game for another 10 years, I am super excited to see what they have this year. That competitive scene is really, really taking off. Yeah, that's one of those. Uh, what are they called, Landon? Uh, games for ser games for service. What is it called? Uh, the this terminology for a game like that that just continues to like Destiny that just continue to add content over and over. Is that a games for service title? That's what it's called, right? I I, I think so. I want to say it's like games yeah, as yeah, a service like or yeah, that makes like that. I mean, yeah. that makes it with a game like Siege with it's the way that it works as far as um you know the uh, the layout of how that game plays. You can just continue to add new maps and new characters and all that kind of stuff and you know that's kind of how fortnite has continued to hook you know eric and i and, and our friends that we play with is because they make these small tweaks and we're like well damn it i want to see what that <laughs> that looks like and i, I can right. tell you that eric and i tried rainbow six siege i think for we tried it for like two nights and we realized that friendly fire was a thing and we were such shit <laughs> that we just kept getting killed we were like well i'm not i'm not going to touch this ever again yeah, I mean, it, it's unfortunately one of those games that kind of universally is known as not very friendly to beginners. I'm hoping that with all the feedback they've been getting, they change that. And it's it's a huge push that a lot of the community is looking for to get, you know, onboarding new players, having training, having modes for like streamer mode and turning friendly fire off. Because I, I also hate that a lot. There, I can't tell you how many times I've accidentally shot somebody and then they're like, oh, why'd you do that? And then I get removed from the match. So yeah, that, I don't blame that's you. sad. Yeah, it, that is really sad. It's frustrating. You know, I, I, I like the games that, you know, give you a, a fresh coat of paint with like a new title, but it's a game I know how to play. Um, and that's Left 4 Dead 3. And what I mean is uh, Back 4 Blood. That That's when I, I thought you were going to say Bioshock and I was going to fucking murder FIFA. you. I thought yeah. you were going to say this Bioshock. FIFA. <laughs> the Bioshock collection, and I was gonna fucking stab. Okay, you. now the funny story. So I've been looking for a Switch um, and can't find it because you know uh, that's just my luck right now. So you know the, the restocking it, and I did notice that the Bioshock the collection is available on the Switch. So I'm just letting you know, if I purchase the Switch, I'm probably purchasing the collection. I'm sorry. He's not he's, sorry. Yeah, he's I'm not. He's definitely not sorry. <laughs> he's definitely not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Back for Blood is one that I almost forgot to mention that I was excited about um, just because we're such big fans of the Left 4 Dead franchise. And it's literally the same game, uh, just with a new coat of paint. Yeah, that looks like a lot of fun. Uh, of course, you know, we're always looking for the next co-op experience. Uh, I do want to go back to what Landon was talking about for Halo Infinite, because that is probably the game that will get me to finally purchase the uh, Xbox Series X. Because, uh, you know, in Halo, I have such a soft spot for I've, you know, that was kind of like my introduction to online and competitive gaming and you know eric you know you and i spent would spend hours literally staying up to like six or seven in the morning playing halo and just oh, having yeah. an absolute blast so i hope 
that this is a return to form for that series because it really just benefits everybody to have that kind of competition available. I mean, you look at PlayStation and Sony, they have all of these, you know, um, exclusives. And I'm going to get to a couple that I'm very excited for here in just a moment. And, you know, it just Sony needs that. And, And admittedly, Gears of War 5 has been apparently outstanding and i cannot wait to play that game um either whether it be on game pass on the pc or when i do finally get an xbox and because i've heard it's just awesome eric i know i sent you the video of the of like the easter eggs like with the the people doing the sound effects for the guns like just small stuff like that for like a game that knows how to have fun with itself i just love and i've always really enjoyed the gears of war series i never beat gears of war 4 because it was admittedly it was kind of boring but i've heard that they've corrected all that with gears yeah. 5 so i'm excited for to play gears 5 eventually but also I, I share landon's optimism for halo infinite because i hope that it's good yeah and you know i mean obviously i've been disconnected from the halo franchise for a while um you know phil got me into it halo 3 still the most fun i've ever had i know a lot of people really 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 like halo reach um you know i thought yeah uh, halo 3 is probably the one that always stood out the most to me but you know would it get me to get an xbox I don't know, but Game Pass might, which is something I'm still just in awe of. It's the best. Honestly, I think it's 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 probably the best value in gaming. Period. Just across the board. Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's. Do you have Game Pass, Landon? I I had it for a little while. Uh, because of COVID and stuff like that, I'm still trying to balance living mostly at home, and it's been a challenge. I was like, oh, cool. I'm saving a bunch of money, not having to go to work every day, and then I very quickly ruined that budget. Right. Uh. <laughs> But with Game Pass, I was actually really kind of impressed with them. Um, I think the fact that they're kind of understanding that a lot of people are really they either have a console or a computer or both, and they would like things to be as cohesive as possible, whether it be crossplay or not. I think they did a really good job. And it's something that I'm kind of torn on for getting a new Xbox, because from my understanding that they're putting it on Game Pass for PC. So it really kind of defeats the purpose of getting the new Xbox in my so it, it, it's one of those where it's like, do I want to put the heavier load on my computer or do I want to spend that money to just have a machine that only really kind of runs those types of things? But I mean, regardless, I think any like those Game Pass type services, I think have been doing a phenomenal job. I mean, Epic Games kind of as one of them, not really the best in terms of general everything, but I mean, all throughout the year, they've been doing random free games. And that, I think that's been excellent to get people to start playing more things yeah and speaking of that shout out to landon for hitting me up immediately when he saw that jurassic world evolution (laughs) was free on epic games and even though i don't have a gaming pc yet it is something i plan on doing in 2021 i at least was able to secure it so when i do get that pc i will have the game already for free so uh yeah i appreciate you i appreciate you there buddy Uh, a couple of the game as i alluded to you know a couple of the playstation exclusives i'm looking to of course god of war ragnarok um i'm actually about to restart god of war on the ps4 here today um because i never got to finish it the first time around so i'm going to go ahead and play through that here uh over the next you know few weeks or so and then of course my my favorite game series at least a, a modern day has been was horizon zero dawn and horizon forbidden west comes out in 2021 which of course is the sequel and um eric you already know how much i gush about this game i'm not going to do it any more than i already do but i cannot wait to see what they do next in terms of the story and um yeah just really excited about those just more sony exclusives which they continue to knock out of the park i don't know when spider-man 3 comes out though i'm assuming probably 2022 maybe i don't know i mean we weren't expecting a miles morales game as quickly as we did so who knows true and you know that definitely left me wanting more of that world and of that gameplay so you know i think that that there's definitely going to be some surprise announcements so we're recording this on new year's day and i'm sure that there's going to be something between now and when this episode releases that uh you know we didn't know about and we probably would be excited about but you know for what we have now i think 2021 has a lot of great things you know looking ahead that we can look forward to well eric let me uh, let me bring up one more thing because i i I can't remember if i asked you this or not uh, when we did the uh um the our very first game room where it happens episode Uh, they are releasing the mass effect legendary edition this year which is a complete remaster of mass effect one through three and of course you know it's this as you know eric this is this giant you know rpg game with this this epic series that i absolutely loved even though i didn't get a chance to play one 
Um, I, I absolutely love two and three. And now with this remake coming out where you can play all three of them going forward, you know, and, and you you have been very well documented to enjoy a game like Skyrim where there's just a shit ton of things to do. You know, would a remaster on, you know, next gen consoles get you to play Mass Effect for the first time? There's definitely potential for that. I mean, I think the biggest thing that's stopping me is there's so many games that I haven't played that I just continuously push off. So, I mean, for me, like God of War is obviously on my list, especially with Ragnarok coming out. I definitely want to experience that game. It's a game people talk very highly of. And I think before I ever play Mass Effect, I probably should play the games that I own of Uncharted. So I think- Oh my God. Yeah, I told you I've you got to skip Uncharted 1, just play 2, 3, and 4. And, and then I've got that to, long. And then I have to replay Bioshock before any of that. You don't have to do that. <laughs> he has to make sure they're the same. So when he gets it on the Switch, he's like, ah, exactly, exactly as I remember. Exactly. That Thank is, you. Someone do that not encourage me. him. Please stop that. I feel. <laughs> Eric's like, I feel validated. <laughs> this, I feel safe. This is my safe space. <laughs> I've never felt so understood until now. Well, let's just. Well, you know, of course. Uh, so much to look forward to with the, with these new consoles but let's move into just kind of general stuff that either we kind of we didn't get to do in 2020 that we missed that we're looking forward to because i know for me personally guys just a simple pleasure of going to a bar and sitting down with a friend and just having a drink that's something i'm very much looking forward to hopefully later on in the year but some of the bigger things i'll go first here on this round one of the things that i'm looking forward to is the olympics we were supposed to get the olympics last year oh yeah and i totally forgot about it and uh that now that's going to be hopefully in 2021 in tokyo and even though some of the sports i'm like what the fuck is going on i still enjoy you know the competitive nature and you know the opportunity to be like uh suck it whatever country that got silver medal <laughs> Specific, <laughs> specifically whose ass we whoop in basketball but uh other than that you know the olympics is always really fun so i'm looking forward to that i think what i'm looking forward to the most for next year is honestly the the some of the movies that are coming out and that are going to be streaming i mean the streaming services have now pretty much taken over um and while i hate what that means for the movie theater industry phil i think you said it best it was probably on what did i miss you know, we want to see some of these movies like The Suicide Squad, for example. I want to see that in theaters, but Space Jam, you know, I don't mind watching that at home. And there's a lot of those type of movies that I'm I'm kind of excited to not have to go to the theaters to see uh, as much as I love the theater going experience. I was going to say that I, I agree, um, but specifically with movie theaters, one thing before the pandemic had hit, I had seen a lot of movie theaters kind of start to do was do like a subscription type service. And you'd pay monthly, you got X amount of movies for free or whatever, discounts, stuff like that. I think if they do recover and if they do survive, first of all, I think it's going to look completely different and how we've been seeing it for a long time in terms of price, how things are operating, which could, I think, be a very good thing. I'm really excited to see if they go back to that because that was awesome. I loved it. It was amazing just being like, yep, this month I'm going to see this. Really? How much is it? Not a thing. And you just go in and hang out with everybody. Right. And it was, it was great. You know, one one idea one idea that I had that I have no idea is going to be a reality, but Phil, like for The Mandalorian, I would have loved to experience that last episode in a theater. I wonder if oh, yeah. I wonder if they'll ever make that transition and be like, you know what, HBO Max, you want to keep all your movies there? We're gonna pay for HBO Max and stream it on our screen. Well, that's a good idea because I remember we watched the first episode of what season two or three of Attack on Titan in theaters. That's a good idea. I loved it. It was I loved awesome. it so yeah. much. We got the well, recap. Even if that was and, yeah, it was of, really cool. Yeah, like even even if that's part of like whatever their subscription is, I mean, charge a premium for that. Where if there's like a licensing structure for movie theaters to start doing that with streaming services every Tuesday or whatever at like six o'clock, that's what's going to be on. That would be awesome. I would totally do that, especially right, for yeah. something is like like the Mandalorian. I mean, I can't even imagine. We should actually cut this part of the episode out, Eric, because I think we <laughs> you may be onto something. Here, actually, <laughs> we gave him a oh god. Oh, I mean, uh, don't do that. That's a terrible idea. Warner Brothers presents uh, stream it on the movie. Money, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's terrible. I'm actually online buying uh, AMC as we speak. Um, <laughs> no, I already have. No, I already have Toys R Us under my not, belt, and I just haven't done anything. Not even kidding. Oh, no, not even kidding. I don't know if you guys have driven past the AMC theater over by the avenues lately. 
It, it is. So it sad. looks so. I was literally joking with my daughter. I was like, "We should buy that thing, tear it down, and build a whole new movie theater." <laughs> like, because oh like, yeah, because that I, there's no way to really upgrade that. Like, unless they tear, no, they, unless they gut be it. And this was really only applying to people listening to Jacksonville. Everyone else is like, "What the fuck are they talking about?" <laughs> But that movie theater, and Eric, it is kind of sad because we spent so many hours there, you know, when we were in high school. But, like, they need to completely redo that thing because they need bigger screens. They need better seats and all that shit. And I don't think they're ever going to do that. So it, I think it's just going to lay dormant. And maybe we should pull it. We, we are we are about to come into some money, guys. I don't know if $1,800 is enough to buy the building. But we <laughs> <laughs> maybe we can uh, maybe we can do that. But, but no, that's, that's definitely a, a, a good idea. As far as, yeah, because I would have loved to watch The Mandalorian on a big screen. That would have been cool. All right. So while we're getting to the end of our episode, guys, is there anything else 2021? I guess now that we're in that general talk, we've talked a little bit about, um, you know, games, movies, TV shows. We, we've really gone even outside of that scope. Any final things in 2021 that we're excited for other than Phil's PlayStation breaking? Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Don't you put that evil on me. The one, the last couple of things I wanted to mention here is, you know, of course, going to concerts. There were a couple of concerts I was supposed to go to in 2020. And Eric, I don't know how we didn't bring this up. You brought up the movie, but you didn't even bring up the fact that we were supposed to see Hamilton in person here in Jacksonville oh. in 2020. So we're finally going to get to go do that. And just to kind of stay on the music thing, there are new, you know, new music from artists that we love. Eric, specifically Ben Platt has teased new music in 2021 along with Kendrick Lamar, uh, Adele, the Foo Fighters, and Evanescence even has announced that they have an album coming out in 2021, who I haven't heard from in a very, very long wow. time. So I'm excited for some new music. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know how you feel, Eric, but I feel like 2020, it wasn't a down year for music, but maybe because of the times, you know, there wasn't, I, I don't feel like there was that one huge song that like everybody listened to throughout the entire year. It was all kind of staggered throughout the entire time. Um, so of course, looking forward to music and, you know, we're, we're not going to get too far into it, you know, here, uh, it's, it's happening later this month. It's a very, it's just a small change of power, uh, that's happening on January 20th. We're not going to get into it, but I'm really, really excited, uh, to play this. You about to lose your job. You about to hey. lose your job. Get this dance. You about to lose your job because you are detaining me. I told you I still have more stuff on them. <laughs> what the fuck was that? You about to lose your job. But again, uh, someone is going to lose their job on January 20th, and I'm very excited about that. But uh, yeah, those are really the last few things. And again, hoping that everyone just stays healthy and you know we 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 get past the rest of this because I don't know if you guys know, it's still out there. <laughs> Just because the calendar changed from 2020 to 2021. Uh, coronavirus is still around. <laughs> it's real. It's real. <laughs> I, th I think kind of tacking on to that very, you know, small, you know, no real big deal event on the 20th. I I'm really excited that I think we're going to start seeing people get more really active in their communities, not just locally, but kind of like federally as well. A lot of people have realized, first of all, how everything works in, in actuality, not just like the man is the man, man. Like, yeah, no shit, dude. But I, I think people are really starting to kind of get more involved and actually put forth change that they want to see. So I'm super excited to see more of that. Yeah, and here locally, Eric, I would like to see some more development of Lot J, you know, and, and that's something that uh, our buddy Jay and I talk about over on the Believe in the Jaguars podcast. And, you know, for as far as the development of Jacksonville, I think it's going to be very, very important. You know, we love the Jaguars. We love the football team. But we also want to see the city grow, you know, if we're going to be here for an extended amount of time. And that's been something up in the air. I would like to see them at least fucking break ground on that. Yeah. And, you know, we have the number one overall pick as, uh, you know, the Jaguars had their Woo! one of their worst seasons ever. <laughs> and with the first overall pick, they're going to select um, an offensive lineman. Kyle Trask from the University of Florida. <laughs> it's me. It's me, everybody. I've come out of retirement I, I, from, a, from a sport I've never played. I would played. like to announce that I am declaring. For, I, I actually declare for the NFL draft every year, but I'm never drafted. So, Yeah, well, oh. that's because of that one clip of you tripping uh, when you were recording. <laughs> Not, oh, let's be really, not, not really good tape. Money. Not really good tape, Phil. If we start once we start to do more more streaming, I would love to in, insert that video whenever <laughs> a chance we get. <laughs> and all of the edits, honestly. Although the one 
with the Celine Dion edit. That one got taken down because of a oh. <laughs> And I worked really hard on that one. But no, uh, yeah, I, the, as far as, you know, sports stuff goes, Jaguars, a lot look to, to look forward to there. Uh, Eric, as far as wrestling, you know, I think AEW, uh, of course, with the, the tragic events of this last week with, with John Huber, I think they now have a, a huge spotlight on them, even bigger than they had before. Um, by the way that they handled his passing because I think it was very, very well done. I don't know how many clips you've gotten to see, but I feel like AEW has now made themselves a truly viable option. Not that they weren't already, but even more so now for disgruntled wrestlers that are possibly with other companies um, to, to maybe there's, you have to look at AEW now as a possible destination for some people that maybe went out of their current situations. Yep. And they have that partnership with impact. So that's a, that's a huge thing that's going around now and 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 i'm curious to see how that's gonna continue to evolve over the next year if not longer so i mean a lot of things happening in the wrestling world and just in the world in general that i think are, are gonna make really big strides and all we have to do is get past this pandemic and and hopefully things will go uh they'll never really go back to normal but i think we can go back to a new normal and, and enjoy that i already tried to keep six feet apart from eric and it didn't work Oh, that's that's true. Now it's just um, it, I'm going to be looked at differently when I purposely just sneeze all over Phil, which is what I normally do. <laughs> uh, anytime I've coughed or spit in his food um, again, can't do that. And, and you know, that's, Excuse me? that's part of the etiquette that we have to Wait, change. What was the last part about the food? But no, th- uh, there must have been an audio issue. So th- <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. When, you, when, when you used to come over all the time when we were younger, you always brought over CeCe's pizza because you worked in CeCe's. Yeah, and, and I'm just that was a secret ingredient. Yeah, and ba- back of the house, you know, you don't want to know what goes back there. <laughs> Especially not at CC. Oh, uh, uh, sounds really good. We should get some cinnamon rolls. Yes, uh, one for you, <laughs> one for me. We'll split, we'll share. No, no, God, no. <laughs> we don't even finish the one box we order. Like, we're not getting, never mind. I don't Again, know why. If I split half of mine and you split half of yours. Oh God! You know what, guys? I, I, I think the that math work checks out. I, it, no, why? Why did I ask? <laughs> God, what a, what a terrible idea it was to have Landon on. Anyway, Landon, <laughs> thank you so much for for coming on. You know, we want to give you the floor. Is there anything you want to plug? Your social media, your projects, anything that you're working on here at this time uh, before we get out of here? Yeah, I mean, thanks you guys for having me on. I I really appreciate it. I'm really happy for you guys of how much you've done, how far you've come. It, it's been phenomenal to see you guys doing that. As for me, I don't really have a whole lot going on. Uh, I am at some point in 2021 going to try my hand at streaming. Um, so if anybody does want to check that out, get kind of a, a leap on that, you can find it at twitch.tv slash Landon Castro. Um, aside from that, yeah, just uh, don't be a dick. 2021. Oh, that's actually really, <laughs> that is very, very good advice heading into the new year, guys. But if you enjoyed this episode, you're really going to enjoy all of our content. So you can find us anywhere you're listening to your podcast, which of course includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon Music, Buzzsprout, and wherever else you're listening to your shows. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please subscribe and leave a five-star review. And if you're listening on Spotify, please hit that follow button. You can also find us on social media at Facebook and Instagram at Wait For It Podcast and on Twitter at Wait For It Pod. And you can also find us on YouTube. The link for that will be in the description as well. And on our social media, you'll be able to find our full list of our January episodes and every month where we post. We have a lot of new series. We've revamped our What Did I Miss series. So if you like this episode, you're really going to like that one. We also have our intro to anime series, the game room where it happens, and much, much more. But with that being said, my name is Mr. Eric Almighty, and that is my co-host, Phil the Filipino. Just don't forget, we release new episodes every Monday and Wednesday, and all you have to do is wait for it. This is the Wait For It Podcast.